the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Antichrist, the beast, will come to power peacefully. He's not going to conquer the world with war or violence. He's He's going to conquer the world peacefully, politically. The word literally means quietly. He's going to take over the world quietly. And it says... He will seize the kingdom with intrigue. That word intrigue, it, it could be translated flattery. Have you ever thought, how did we get here? If someone is trying to lead you astray, they won't tell you that they are trying to lead you astray. The whole point of Satan's tactic is for us to not know we are being deceived. As soon as we do realize it, then we can pivot and lean on the truth of God. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing some insights on how exactly the Antichrist will rise to power. The Bible says that he will be sneaky about it, gaining favor with people and deceiving them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Antichrist will come seemingly out of nowhere, and he will tap into the fear and frustration felt by many people during the tribulation, and he will fill the leadership vacuum that will be in the world at that time. And believe me, the world will be looking for a leader to get them out of the situation the world will be in. Look at verse 1 again. It describes him as having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. And again, this is symbolic language. The Antichrist is not going to have heads and everything like this. Uh, but but what, what the description is here, if you remember from chapter 12, this is a similar description to the description of the dragon in chapter 12. And remember, the dragon was who? Satan, right? So look back in chapter 12, verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. So so this beast that comes up out of the sea and just comes on the scene, he's not the dragon, but he is similar to the dragon. He's like the dragon. He resembles uh, the dragon. He resembles Satan. Uh, And as we'll see in the chapter, he's empowered by Satan. Back in chapter 11, verse 7, we were told that the beast will ascend out of the bottomless pit. That he's going to come, you know, out of hell. His origin will be hell. 
and he's demonic in nature. In verses 2 and 4, we're told that Satan gives him authority and gives him power. You know, some people think that he's going to be Satan incarnate. Uh, just as Jesus is God incarnate, the Antichrist will be Satan incarnate. But he's a counterfeit. Satan always offers a counterfeit. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, from heaven into this world. And Satan will send the Antichrist from the pit into this world. God the Father gave all authority to his son, Jesus Christ. Satan will give the Antichrist all authority in this world. He's a counterfeit. Satan always offers the counterfeit. And, and at the end of the age, during the tribulation, he's going to sell the world the biggest counterfeit of all time. Now look at verse 2. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power, his throne, and great Authority. Now, John here, he uses imagery that is right out of Daniel chapter 7. So if you're taking notes, you're going to want to jot down Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 7, Daniel describes four beasts that come out of the sea. Just as John describes a beast that comes out of the sea. Daniel describes four beasts that come up out of the sea and they come onto the earth. And Daniel describes... Uh, the first beast as a lion, the second as a bear, the third is like a leopard. And then with the fourth one, I'll read it to you, or you can turn back there to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, verse 7. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. And so he sees this fourth beast, and there was no animal that could compare to the fourth beast, because this fourth beast is so, so dreadful, uh, so terrifying. So it's unlike any, any animal that could describe it. And what Daniel is describing there with these four beasts that come on the earth, he's describing four empires. The first beast was like a lion, and it's a picture of the Babylonian empire. The second beast uh, is like a bear, and it's a picture of the Medo-Persian empire. The third beast is like a leopard. It's a picture of the Greek empire. And then the fourth beast that is so dreadful in Daniel chapter 7, it's a picture of both the Roman Empire that came, but it's also ultimately a picture of the empire of the Antichrist. That's the last empire. That's the last world empire when man is ruling over himself that will be established on the earth during the tribulation period. And so here in verse 2, John uses the same description, the same descriptive words, the same uh, animals to describe this last world empire, this fourth empire, if you will. And what he's, what he's saying here in verse 2 is he's saying that this last empire, the empire of the Antichrist, the beast, will be a composite 
of all the previous world empires. It's going to be like the leopard. It's going to be like the bear. It's going to be like the lion. It's going to be like all of those empires combined. And whatever features those previous empires had that made them so powerful and so dreadful and so world dominating, all of that will be combined in one final world empire under the Antichrist. You know, it's, it's going to be all of the worst of the Babylonian Empire, all of the worst of the Medo-Persian uh, Empire, all of the worst of the Greek Empire, all of the worst of the Roman Empire. All of it combined into one empire under the Antichrist. And then at the end of verse 2, it tells us that the dragon, who is Satan, will give the Antichrist Power And here that word is, is dunamis, it's, it's strength, ability. He will also give him his throne over the earth. And he will also give him great authority. And so his, his power, his position, and his authority over the world will all come from Satan. Now here's the thing, here's the thing. Give me your attention. How will he rise to power? Daniel chapter 11, verse 21, tells us that the Antichrist, the beast, will come to power peacefully. He's not going to conquer the world with war or violence. He's going he's to conquer the world peacefully, politically. The word literally means quietly. He's going to take over the world quietly and it says he will seize the kingdom with intrigue. That word intrigue, it, it could be translated flattery in your, in your Bible. The idea is he will simply persuade people, persuade the nations with his speeches, with his words, with his great promises. He will persuade the nations to give him power. Everybody will trust in him and think that he's the answer the world is looking for to solve all the world's problems. And the nations will simply give their power to him willingly without firing a shot. Now look at verse 3. Now, now watch what it says here. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. And his deadly wound was healed. And then all the world marveled and followed the beast. Apparently, at some point, while the beast or the Antichrist is ruling over the earth, the Antichrist will suffer some kind of head wound. And it will be a mortal wound, we're told. He's going to be killed. He will be killed by the head wound. Maybe it's the result of an assassination. He's killed doesn't tell us how, but somehow he's killed, and then he'll be resurrected. Satan will bring him back to life somehow. And so here you're going to have this, this Antichrist who is killed and is dead, and then he's resurrected, and it says, and all the world will marvel at his resurrection, and all the world will follow him as a result of that. Again, Satan always gives the world a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit Christ. 
It's a counterfeit to Jesus Christ. The Antichrist will be killed and resurrected just as Jesus Christ was killed and resurrected. And all the world will be amazed by this, amazed by his resurrection. In fact, it says over in chapter 17, verse 8, it says, The world will marvel when they see the beast that, now listen to the language, that was and is not and yet is. That sounds like it's describing Jesus Christ, doesn't it? There are verses in the Bible that sound very similar to that, describing Jesus Christ. In chapter 1, it said of Jesus that he is the one who lives and was dead, and behold, he is alive forevermore. The beast is the one that was and is not, and yet is. And all the world will marvel at this. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now. Search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now, a few of you may have been alive when President Kennedy was assassinated. Most of us weren't, but we've all seen the, the footage, the video of his assassination and then the funeral service and the procession going to Arlington Cemetery and the Kennedy family and, you know, and uh, John John saluting his father's casket and, you know, the whole nation mourning. You know, the whole nation, you know, just coming to a stop for several days while they mourned the death of of our leader. You're going to have a similar thing happen with the Antichrist, except in the midst of that, He's going to come back to life. I mean, just imagine, you can't imagine, but just imagine, you know, those videos of the Kennedy funeral, if he came back to life in the middle of that. That guy would still be president. We'd make him king, right? Because it would be so unbelievable, so amazing. Well, that's what's going to happen with the Antichrist. Look at verse 4. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. Now, people are going to be worshiping Satan during the tribulation period. They may not know that they're worshiping the dragon, but they will be. And look what it says. They worshiped the beast, this leader. They're going to worship him. The world will worship the beast and they will say, who is like the beast? Who's able to make war with him? Who can stop him? You can't even kill him. There's no one like him. And he was given, verse 5, a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. That's three and a half years. That's that second half of the tribulation period. So Satan, we see here in verse 5, Satan is the one who empowers him. Satan is the one who gives him the mouth to speak great things, to be a great communicator. Uh, Satan is the one who gives him authority, power. Verse 6, then he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. 
to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation in the world. Remember that Satan is behind all of this. And we saw in chapter 12, it's his desire to persecute the people of God. And Satan opposes God, right? Isaiah chapter 14, Satan exalts himself above the name of God. Satan desires to be worshipped in place of God. That's how Satan fell. And here we see finally, he's, he's behind this last world system. And in this last world system, he receives the worship. And, and his man, the Antichrist, receives the worship. And his person, the Antichrist, is able to just openly blaspheme God and his name and his tabernacle and the people of God and make war with the saints. He's, 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 he's free to do that now during the tribulation period. We look back in chapter 12, verse 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. Remember, that's Israel. That's the Jewish people. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So Satan, the dragon, wants to make war. And he's going to make that war through this world leader, the beast, the Antichrist. And that's how he's going to carry it out during the tribulation period. Now look at verse 8. Verse 8 is mind-blowing. All, you see that word all? See how I'm emphasizing that word? All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. During the tribulation period, you're going to have a small number of Christians, believers that are on the earth, that are worshiping Jesus Christ, but all the rest of the world will worship the Antichrist. Those are going to be the only two categories of people during the tribulation period. They're either worshiping Jesus Christ at great peril to themselves, or they're worshiping the Antichrist. And that's it. There's no a-religious people. There's no other religions happening at this time. Everybody's either worshiping Jesus and suffering persecution, or they are worshiping the Antichrist. It says, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name is not written in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. Now, my question for you is, is your name written in the book of life? And do you know that for sure? How do you get your name written in the book of life? By putting your faith in Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. By putting your faith in the Lamb who was slain for you, for your sins. And putting your faith in Him who was slain on the cross for you. It says He was slain from the foundation of the world. you know what that means? That, that means that the cross was always God's plan of redemption for us. Before He laid the foundation of the world, before He created Adam and Eve, before He created any of us, He knew that we would all go astray at some point. He knew that we would all go our own way and do our own thing 
against His will at some point. He knew that before He created us because He created us with free will and He knew that we would choose wrongly and that we would turn away from Him and we would go our own way in life and that we would all need to be rescued because of our sin and because of our rebellion. And God knew from before the foundation of the world that He would send His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross to save us from our sins and to rescue us. It was all foreordained. It was all foreordained. Now look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, If anyone has an ear... Let him hear. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. This chapter is meant to be a warning to anyone who reads it, anyone who has an ear and hears what it says. It's meant to be a warning of the danger of rejecting Jesus Christ and the danger of worshiping the Antichrist during the tribulation period. In chapter 20, verse 15, it says, Anyone not written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire along with the beast and the false prophet and Satan and his demons. That's what's going to happen to those who worship the Antichrist. And that's what will happen to every person whose name is not written in the book of life. You will ultimately be cast in the lake of fire with the beast and the Antichrist, the false prophet and Satan. So again, my question is, is your name written in the book of life? Have you trusted Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in Him? Have you repented of your sins? Have you turned to Him for salvation and forgiveness? Because that's how you get your name written in the Lamb's book of life. It's the Lamb's book of life. You've got to know the Lamb. You've got to know the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's the only way to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Those who don't, they will receive the same judgment as the beast and the, and the false prophet and Satan and his demons. Verse 10 says, He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. And he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. This is meant to be a comfort to the saints the believers who will be living during the tribulation period and will be experiencing all of the the persecution from the beast and from the false prophet and all of this demonic uh, war that will be going on against them during that time. It's meant to be a comfort to them. He tells them in verse 10, hey, the, the captor will be taken captive. The killer will be killed. In the end, God will take the Antichrist captive. In the end, the Antichrist will be cast into the lake of fire. In the end, Jesus Christ wins. In the end, Jesus Christ wins. Not the Antichrist, Jesus Christ. And for those that are living during the tribulation period, it's in the future, but when they're in the future and they have this this text of Scripture, it's meant to be a comfort to them to know that, you know, though our sorrow may last for a night, joy comes in the morning, that there's an end to this that the Antichrist is not going to be the final kingdom on the earth, that the kingdom of Jesus Christ will be the final kingdom, and that in the end, Christ wins, and our God will reign. And so they have to endure through it for just a period of time, just for a short season, and then Christ will come, and Christ will establish His kingdom, and Christ will throw the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire. 
and Christ will rule and reign. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number, once again, is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.